Broadcasting on great radio stations across the Southland, also available in podcast form, we are The Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. I will serve as your host for the next three hours as we bring you a combination of Southern news, Southern fun, entertainment, food, music, and so and sports. Better throw that out there, too. Got a lot of sports to talk. We got college football going on. We got NFL football on this Thursday. And we'll cover it all, y'all. Our telephone number is 803-816-1170. Oh, you can just dial up that number at your leisure and text us with those digits, 803-816-1170. You also can find us on the homepage of the South, y'all.com. We've got great stuff up right now and even more great stuff big time coming up in the closing or coming days and we hope you go to y'all.com to read the fun all right what is on tap here on this thursday edition of the show we've got headlines from across the southeast the latest with flooding as a result of nicholas passing through texas and louisiana and other southern states we'll fill you in on that an update on the Murdoch case. This is that crazy, unbelievable twist and turn case from South Carolina. And the latest case might, the latest twist and turn in this story just might be the craziest one of all. As Alex Murdoch, the father, the father of the wife that got killed a couple of months ago, the father of the son that was murdered at the same time, the guy that claimed somebody tried to shoot him on a backcountry, lowcountry road just a couple of days back. Now, more unbelievable news coming from South Carolina in this Murdoch case. And I will fill you in as we get through our headlines today on what in the heck is up in the lowcountry. Also, we will let you know in Alabama, just to kind of illustrate how terrible COVID-19 has been, Alabama, just one of our 16 southern states, the heart of Dixie, has seen more deaths in 2020 than any year in its history. And it's because of COVID-19. I will fill you in on that. Also, we'll let you know how a woman from East Tennessee is currently in Afghanistan, and she's there by choice. She is there in this hostile country, this horrible country, This woman choosing to stay behind in Afghanistan, not to help people out. She's staying behind to help out the military contract dogs that are in Afghanistan. Charlotte Jones is there to get these military contract dogs out of Afghanistan. I'll fill you in on what we can report on about this story. A nurse in Miami has pleaded guilty to threatening to kill Vice President Kamala Harris bring you update on that out of northwest georgia marjorie taylor green has a primary challenge she's going to have to go up against and it's another female at least one other person going to try to primary marjorie green of georgia let you know about that and then some food news bad news out of the state of north carolina a joint a barbecue joint that is in johnston county closing after 40 years in business i will share with you the terrible news from a North Carolina barbecue perspective, but also we'll tell you about how the State Fair of Texas 
is going to have some great foods offered, and we'll walk through all of the various options like bacon, jam, corn bombs, as well as the deep-fried peach cobbler sole rolls. Those are just some of the many things that the State Fair of Texas will be offering when it opens up next Friday, September 24th through October 17th is when this thing goes down in Big D. I'll be sharing with you all of the fair food and just a little bit here on the Y'all Show. In terms of sports here on today's Y'all Show, we told you this is going to be an NFL Thursday night again. We got Thursday night football part two. We had the Bucks and Cowboys last Thursday. This Thursday, it's the Washington football team and the New York Giants football team. And they are battling again on this Thursday night football contest. And who are you going to be going with on this NFL Network broadcast from FedEx Field and Landover? Actually, the football team is slightly favored in this one set for an 8-20 Eastern, 7-20 Central kick. Again, NFL Network with the rights to the game this week. But we also have at least a handful of college football games going on here on this Thursday evening, including a game from Cajun Field in Louisiana. I'll let you know about that as we go through our sports headlines today. Also, in terms of college football, Urban Meyer, you know, the guy that's the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, former Gator and Buckeye coach, he says there's no chance he's going to leave the Jaguars for the USC coaching job. Okay, we'll see. We'll be on standby there, Coach Meyer. But we'll bring you all of the sports news on today's Y'all Show. We've got an SEC update here in this first hour. Bring you all of the news from the Southeastern Conference as they get ready for the action this Saturday. We'll be going through the lineup of SEC play here for for the Saturday games in the Southeastern Conference. I'll also let you hear from one of the coaches of the biggest game in the Southeastern Conference this weekend. It's Alabama at Florida. We've got audio courtesy of a teleconference held midweek, and Nick Saban of Alabama was answering questions from the media, and I'll play a portion of the Sabinator right here on the Y'all Show in our first hour. Also in this first hour, we got a little hashtag hullabaloo coming your way where we go on social media and dive up something or dial up something that's rather interesting and fun, and we share it with you. That's coming up here in the back half of this first hour. Hour number two, we're going to have more headlines plus entertainment news. we got a little blend of entertainment news coming up your way on the second hour of today's Y'all Show. And part of that variety, if you will, will be not only do we have information on acting, how about Billy Crudup? Do you know who that is? I'll tell you who he is. He's part of the morning show on Apple TV Plus, and he has a connection to North Carolina. I'll let you know about Billy Crudup coming up. Also, getting to know more about Britney Spears' fiancé, Sam Asgari. That's coming up. And how about a native Memphian with her first number one? as Evie McKinney is a number one artist on the Billboard Gospel Chart right now. And we will let you know about her debut single, Just Like God. Again, a Memphis native, Evie McKinney, in the news. Also in the news, Kenny Chesney. We're going to also bring in some country music news straight out of Davidson County, Tennessee. And Kenny Chesney 
is working on producing an SEC football special called More Than a Voice, and it is about the great voices of college football, the play-by-play people, the John Wards of the day. John Ward, again, was Tennessee's longtime voice who passed away many years ago. Kenny even recorded a song called Touchdown Tennessee. I'm going to play a portion of that when we bring on our country music segment in hour number two. And we also, as part of our country music coverage in the second hour, did you hear about Reba Nell McIntyre? She had to be saved from a collapsing building in her native Oklahoma. She and her boyfriend were in some kind of building in Atoka, Oklahoma. The building ended up starting to cave in or a staircase collapsed or something like that. The fire department there in Atoka had to come out. And there's video of Reba coming down a fireman's ladder to safety and what a crazy story here this week from reba mcintyre i don't know if she's living in oklahoma now or what but she sure is hanging out there a lot it seems so we'll bring you the news story from atoka with one of its famous i guess uh area singers i don't know where atoka is compared to her home hometown in oklahoma brett eldridge how about him he the country music singer had a, an encounter with a clawed intruder, and it wasn't a dude. It was a bear, and I'll let you know about this encounter that Brett Eldridge had with a black bear in Asheville, North Carolina. Also, Dolly Parton and Kane Brown, their name to Time's 2021 list of most influential people in the entire world, and I'll share with you that news in hour number two. Also, Melissa Rhodes has a southern accent on the business south coming up hour two. Hour three, more sports coverage. Then put it on your cap and gown and celebrate because the U.S. News and World Report has just released its latest best colleges rankings. This is, I would I would probably venture to say in academia, this is the most known, maybe, I will go ahead and say most respected best colleges ranking that's out there and we've got the brand new list here in front of us and we're going to walk through some of the big universities of the south and where they ended up and maybe some of the smaller colleges in the south and their rankings from u.s news and world report is your school on there is your public school is your private school on this list because there is a difference we'll be walking through the world of academia some good news for some of our southern schools in hour number three, plus more headlines. And before the show is up today, we're going to tell you about some great festivals and and events going on across Dixie here on this mid-September weekend. Sounds like a very big, fun, full show, you think? Yeah, we do think so, and we're we're excited to bring you all of the developments right here on today's Y'all Show. Our number again, 803-816-1170. If you want to email us, we have an email address. It's M-A-I-L, mail at y'all.com. And that email inbox, you're not going to believe it. It's actually open for business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So feel free to just pin out whatever's on your mind and drop it in there. No stamp needed. Mail, M-A-I-L, at y'all.com. We'll get it. And we'll share with our audience here. And we've got a big audience. We've got a big and growing audience here at the Y'all Show. And we would love to 
Tell them what you're thinking. What you maybe be. You might have a question. You might have a statement. You might have a recipe you want to share. We'll take it. Mail at y'all dot com. You can also text it at eight zero three eight one six one one seven zero. In podcast form, the y'all is produced each and every day, and you can listen to it on our great podcast partners. One of which is Apple Podcast. We're also on the iHeart app, the TuneIn Radio app, Stitcher. Spotify, and you can get the Y'all Show absolutely free of charge at the y'all.com website. So, so many ways for you to kind of keep up with what's going on and here at the Y'all Show. It is our privilege to share with you what's going on across Dixie. What's going across Dixie today in terms of the news stories? Flooding. Flooding from a brief hurricane, but mostly tropical storm, Nicholas and the Gulf Coast in many areas reeling from this storm. And some of these areas were recently hit by Hurricane Ida. Now, the storm is expected to dissipate, for the most part, completely by this Thursday night heading into Friday. It made landfall as a Cat 1 hurricane on Tuesday, but did weaken into a tropical depression on Wednesday and bringing heavy rain and flooding across Louisiana. The storm again affecting big portions of louisiana and where it came from originally in texas it slowed to a crawl three miles per hour on wednesday the hurricane center has warned that while the depression is projected to weaken a tornado is still possible going forward with this thing as it slowly crawls eastward and a lookout on a couple of states, southern Mississippi, south Alabama, also the Florida Panhandle should be on the lookout Friday. This thing isn't going so far, it looks like projected to go so far north this time. It's essentially scooting just to the north of the coastline of the Gulf, and so it's likely going to be south of each one of these state capitals, south of Jackson, Mississippi, south of Montgomery, Alabama, and maybe by the time it reaches Tallahassee, if it goes that far east, nothing much will be there. But more rain. Isolated storm totals of 10 inches are possible across the central Gulf Coast, according to experts. John Bell Edwards of Louisiana said this is a very serious storm, particularly in those areas that were so heavily impacted by Hurricane Ida, and reports Wednesday that nearly 70,000 Louisianans still without power. That according to poweroutage.us. So be very, very careful. More rain expected in an area that just did not need more of this nonsense. Nicholas, the 14th named storm of the 2021 Atlantic hurricane season, which by the way, that season still got plenty of life. It runs all the way through November 30th goodness now one story out of a town that was almost devastated if not you could put it in that category in some cases Homa, louisiana that's where hurricane ida really really messed things up a few weeks back and now multiple organizations are coming together on saturday to provide relief for the communities of Homa and its surrounding area those who were greatly impacted by hurricane ida the Gordon Bubba Dove Foundation and the crew 
of High Scythians are hosting a multi-organization supply distribution. Going to have live music, entertainment for kids, and over 4,000 plate lunches. Many of those will be going to people still without water or power. And so they have a Facebook page, and I'll share that with you in just a second. Live music will be provided by Casey and Johnny and Rick Price. Going to go out there and have Halloween games and tattoos available if you want to check that out while in the Homa area and more. A tent with kid-friendly foods, chicken nuggets and french fries, and sweet treats by the Bayou Home Care will also be part of the fun, plus snowballs from Brooks Snow World all at this great event in Homa in that portion of Louisiana, the Gordon Bubba Dove Foundation coming together to have this multi-organization supply distribution over the weekend, 4,000 plate lunches. If you're interested in donating, it would be very, very appropriate and very, very welcome to do that. And the link to do that, let's see if it pulls up here. They've got a PayPal. This might be uh, the best thing I can tell you is you can donate to the Gordon Dove Jr. Foundation on PayPal. That's the best I can tell you. Maybe they'll have a link on a website somewhere, but you can enter whatever you might, amount you want to, courtesy of PayPal. But that is happening there in that portion of Louisiana this weekend. Sad story in terms of COVID-19. Just one of our 16 southern states, I have this data, that's why I'm sharing it. It's about Alabama. According to new information that's just come out, Alabama set a new record in 2020 as Alabama saw more total deaths in the year 2020 than during any other year in its history. That, according to the state health officer, Dr. Scott Harris. According to Harris, they're going to have around six or 7,000 more people who died in Alabama this past year than any year they've ever had, and that goes all the way back to where they tracked it starting in 1900. And I'm looking at a graph about comparing annual births to deaths. This is only from a 70-year time period, 1950 to 2020. And in 2020, deaths surpassed births in the state of Alabama. First time that had ever happened. Ever happened. And it's well above the birth rate right now, having more deaths occur. Data from the Alabama Department of Public Health shows there were about 7,000 more deaths than births in Alabama in 2020. Mm. And COVID-19, I would say, is a is the big reason here. According to Dr. Michael Sog, an infectious diseases professor at the University of Alabama at Birmingham, he was at the town hall where this was released. He said 2021's deaths are even more tragic. That is not news that you're expecting, but you should expect it with this this absolute tragedy going on with COVID-19. We will continue to have news and more, news headlines and more, as we work our way through this Thursday Y'all Show. We'll take a break, come right back here and fill you in on some sports news of the Southland. Before the hour's up, we've got an SEC update. 
tell you about some of the games going on this weekend, and we'll even hear from Nick Saban. All that ahead on The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. It's a football Thursday across the southeast. you got NFL going on, Giants and the football team from FedEx Field. Also some college action. We'll share with you what those select games are. We're back on y'all, a little southern sports to talk about with you here. And we'll start off with some news from both the NFL and the college world. Urban Meyer is one of the names bubbling up as a possible replacement to be the Southern Cal Trojans head coach, Urban Meyer took time out Wednesday to shut down the speculation as he said, quote, no chance, no chance that he'd leave Duval for the job there coaching the Southern Cal Trojans. The USC football program has had a regime change as former Auburn Tiger slash Houston Cougar turned coach clay helton was sent packing monday they said hey clay get the helton out of los angeles (laughs) and that's what he has done urban meyer on wednesday said i'm here and committed to try and build an organization well those are good words there but we know urban meyer can win at the college level we don't know if he can win at the professional level And that's why his name's even popping up here. Urban Meyer had a 187 win compared to 32 loss college coaching career. And that spanned coaching at Bowling Green, the Utah Utes, the Florida Gators, and the Ohio State Buckeyes. He won national championships at both Ohio State and he won 
or did he? I can't remember. Did he not win at Ohio State? He won two at Florida, 2006-2008. It seems like he won at Ohio State. Maybe he didn't. I don't think about Ohio State, to be honest with you. It's not really something I spend too much time on, but I guess it was Mr. Veska was the last national championship for Ohio State. Of course, they won that first year of the playoff. What was it, 2015? When they surprised everybody and beat Alabama, then they turned around and beat Oregon in the national championship game. And they haven't been quite so good since that time. In fact, they aren't going to probably win one this year because they are destined to uh, not do so good. Yeah, Ohio State did win a national championship with Urban Myers. I thought they did, and that was in 2015. 42-20, they beat Oregon. Yeah, that was the year that they they did beat Alabama, I think, in the playoff and turned around and surprised everybody by beating Oregon, and Urban Meyer was the coach of that team. So he's a three-time national championship coach. Pretty darn impressive. But he wants to be a Super Bowl champion coach, and therefore that's why he says, and you know, emphatically, Wednesday says, no chance that he would be packing up his bags after one game of coaching Trevor Lawrence and company and the Jags Ought to be happy to hear that information. More news out of a guy that used to coach in the state of Florida. We just lost him back in early August. Bobby Bowden Field will be dedicated on the campus of Sanford University in Homewood, Alabama. Of course, Bobby Bowden, the late coach who died in his early 90s in August. Bowden grew up in the Birmingham area. He went to college at Howard College, which ultimately changed its name to Samford University, Sam, not Stan. And Bobby played quarterback at Howard College back from 1949 to 52. Went on to start his coaching career there at Howard College. Ultimately got hired away and moved on to places like West Virginia and then ultimately at Florida State where he did a heck of a job, led them to two national championships. Bowden died at age 91 back on August 8th after battling pancreatic cancer. Now, Siebert Stadium there on the Sanford campus, they've got a great statue of Bobby Bowden already there. It's been there since 2013. And it's a great, great rendition of the former Howard slash Sanford player turned coach. And now the playing surface at Siebert Stadium there at Sanford The Bulldogs will be suiting up and playing on Bobby Bowden Field. They're going to dedicate this coming up on September 25th when the ETSU Bucks come south to play in a Southern Conference game against Sanford. Of course, that East Tennessee State led by Randy Sanders, a former Florida State assistant coach, I think could have been there at one time with Bowden. I know he was there with Jimbo Fisher for a while. He led his East Tennessee State Bucks to a win opening weekend against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Wasn't even close. Way to go, Bucks! And the Bucks and the Sanford Bulldogs will be squaring up against each other at Siebert Stadium on Bobby Bowden Field on September 25th. How good is that? We will also share with you in our sports update here, 
some news out of the NBA. This comes to us from the Bluff City. And you know you're getting old when you're seeing that Mark Cazal has been waived by the Memphis Grizzlies, but that's what happened on Wednesday. Gazal, who was with the L.A. Lakers last season, was traded to the Grizzlies amid reports that he would be going to Spain to play basketball there. And a trade happened. And essentially, as soon as it happened, Memphis ends up waiving him. So I, I wonder if Mark Gazal's playing days in the NBA are over. It sure seems that way. He's had a really, really good career. And, of course, his brother, Powell Cazal was once a Memphis Grizzly as well, and also, a, I guess, an L.A. Laker at one time. But uh, the Gazals and their NBA days might be at the sunset of their careers at this point. All right, let me remind you again about NFL action, Giants and Washington football team from FedEx Field. That game set for an 8-20 Eastern, 7-20 kick on the NFL Network. On the college side of things, you can tune in to ESPN. And on this Thursday evening, you got the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. They welcome in the Ohio Bobcats into Cajun Field. Ohio, by the way, comes into this game really down. They got beat by the Duquesne Dukes, the school out of Pittsburgh. Duquesne went over to Ohio and walked out of their winners this past weekend. Duquesne is a FCS program that I didn't even know played at the FCS level until I saw them show up on TCU's schedule this year. And they got beat at TCU, but they went over and played the Bobcats, and the Dukes of Duquesne got a victory against Ohio. So Ohio has had to regroup here in the last few days, and they're going all the way down to Hurricane Ravage, Louisiana, for a game set for 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock on ESPN. That's your Thursday night ESPN game. ESPNU on this Thursday has an HBCU matchup, as you have the SWAC newcomers in Bethune-Cookman. The Wildcats have at Daytona Stadium the Bulldogs from Normal, Alabama coming over. It's Alabama A&M and Bethune-Cookman some good swack action on ESPNU, and that's going to be kicking off at 7.30 Daytona Beach time, 6.30 normal Madison County, Alabama time. That's what's happening in terms of football here. If you want to see some live action on this Thursday, we're going to come right back, switch over, talk about some Southeastern Conference news and notes, and walk through what's on tap in terms of the matchups this weekend. We'll also hear from the Alabama Crimson Tides head skipper, Nick Saban. That is all up next. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? 
No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. And the hogs are a-going. We're back here on the Y'all Show. It's SEC football talk here on this Thursday first hour of the Y'all Show. And Sam Pittman and those hoggies with that big win this past weekend at Razorback Stadium defeated the hated Texas Longhorns. Cost them $100,000 for running out there on the surface of Razorback Stadium and having a good time there in Fayette, Vegas, This week, the Razorbacks must regroup or they're going to end up on the wrong side of things. But how about this story? Coming to us from PFF College, the Razorbacks have only allowed one run of 10-plus yards across the two games they've played. They've played Rice. They've played Texas. That is the fewest amount of rushing yards allowed in all of college football. What a job Sam Pittman's doing. And, you know, this guy comes over from Georgia a few years back where he had been an offensive line coach. And I think it in college football, the line, whether it's the defensive line or the offensive line, they don't get the love they probably deserve. And when you can shut down an offense and essentially rule out a long run, then that just allows that defense to center in on the receivers and more and just make it a miserable experience as it was for the Texas Longhorns there at Razorback Stadium this past weekend. All right, Dennis Dodd, he's a longtime guy that's covered college sports and more for CBS Sports. He's the national college writer for the I-Network. And Dennis Dodd is putting out a tweet here this week about Week 2 Heisman hype. So here is his six candidates, and he's got two from one SEC school already listed as part of his Heisman hype, this from Dennis Dodd. He's got Bryce Young of Alabama. He's got C.J. Verdell on his Heisman watch list. Again, way too early. We've only had two weeks of college football. He's got Matt Corral from the University of Mississippi. That's no surprise. Matt Corral, I would think right now, is destined to at least get up to New York. Whether he wins or not remains to be seen. The University of Mississippi has never had a Heisman Trophy winner. Also on Dennis Dodd's list, Virginia Cavalier Brennan Armstrong. He's got Kentucky's Chris Rodriguez Jr. on his list. And that other SEC player that represents the second player on Dennis Dodd's list of six players who are getting Heisman hype already, 
Dontario Drummond of the Mississippi Landsharks. Drummond and Matt Corral from Lane Kiffin's Red and Blue are on Dennis Dodd's list of possible Heisman winners. Hey, it's early, but you got to start talking Heisman at some point, and that's what Mr. Dodd is doing. Sad news out of the LSU football program as running back coach and a legend in Louisiana, Kevin Falk, his young daughter has died, and Kevin Falk, the running back's coach for the Bayou Bengals, is not expected to coach as the LSU football program gets ready to face off against Central Michigan. Falk's 19-year-old daughter died earlier in the week, and Ed Orgeron saying that he does not expect to have his coach, his great running back coach in Kevin Falk there. Falk played at LSU in the mid-1990s and became the school's all-time leading rusher, went on to play for the Patriots and played in three Super Bowls for the New England Patriots. He joined the LSU staff as a director of player development in 2018 and got promoted to running backs coach in 2020. LSU released a statement on Falk's daughter, Kibion's death. That statement came out on Monday saying that they're heartbroken with the passing of Kibion Falk and their thoughts and prayers are with the Falk family and all those who love Kibion. She was part of the LSU family, and we mourn the loss of a daughter, a sister, a friend, a classmate, and a colleague. We ask that all Tigers keep the Falks in their prayers and respect their privacy at this time. Also, a defensive lineman for LSU, Allie Gay, he will not be available in the game Saturday. Ed Orgeron said safety Jay Ward is also doubtful, but the death of the daughter of one of his assistant coaches and an LSU legend in that, and Kevin Falk, sad news from the LSU football program this week. The Tennessee Vols, at least a couple hours ago, were still undecided on who they're going to have at quarterback against the mighty Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles as Tennessee Tech flies in from Putnam County this weekend. And Josh Heupel still not letting you know who's going to be quarterback in the Big Orange. Joe Milton, the Michigan transfer, has started the first two games but he got knocked out of last Saturday's loss to Pitt in the first half with a leg injury. Then you had Hendon Hooker, the Virginia Tech transfer. He came in and completed 15 of 21 passes for 188 yards in the losing effort. And now Heupel still holding his cards close to his vest, not letting you know maybe it's all a tactic to scare off the guys in purple and gold from Cookville. (laughs) But Tennessee Tech... Can they pull the shocker? I don't think so. Tennessee Tech is 0-2 in this game. I saw them in their first game. They played at Samford, and Samford just destroyed the Golden Eagles out of the OVC. And then Tennessee Tech played another Southern Conference team at home this past weekend. Furman went into Cookville, and I think that final was a big blowout win for Furman. So Tennessee Tech is should not pose that big of a threat for Tennessee fans But Tennessee, you don't need to become this week's Florida State, if you know what I mean. How about the Florida Gators? The Florida Gators quarterback situation also a little bit in the dark. The Florida Gators quarterbacks know the plan with the vision of labor versus number one Alabama. That is a story penned by Alex Scarborough, and he's a ESPN staff writer. 
Gator quarterbacks Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson know the plan, according to Dan Mullen, heading into the game they've got at Florida Field Saturday. Number one Alabama comes to town. Anthony Richardson has played well as a backup this season. He's thrown for two touchdowns and has rushed for a couple of more scores. And Dan Mullen asked about his quarterback situation, and Mullen said, they know what we have scheduled going into the game. All right, he's being a little coy, if you will. He's got a big challenge for his top 25 Florida Gator football team. Make sure you tune in to Friday's Y'all Show as we're going to have General Gridiron in the first hour as part of our Y'all Kickoff Show. And the good general is going to weigh in on this big game between the Tide going in for the first time in 10 years to the Swamp to take on the Florida Gators. And I wonder who General Gridiron is going to be picking in this one. Well, I know who Nick Saban's riding with. Nick Saban just met with the media midweek as he was part of an SEC teleconference. And here, Nick Saban answers a few questions and talks about his number one Crimson Tide football team heading down to the Swamp. Let's listen to the... Let's listen to the Alabama coach now as he gets you set for Florida v. Alabama. Oh, man, this is a classic. Important to have a great week of preparation, opening in the SEC event against a very good, you know, Florida team. Um, guys are really well coached. Dan does a great job with them. Um, does a great job of utilizing the players that he has on offense. They play really well on defense. They got good team speed on special teams. So. It's a really challenging place to play. It's a really challenging game for our players and just trying to get everybody ready to respond the right way. What have you seen from Anthony Richardson? Well, I think both quarterbacks have, you know, played extremely well for them. Um, you know, Emory Jones is a very capable guy. He's a good runner. He's a good passer. Uh, both are very athletic. Anthony Richardson has made some phenomenal plays when he's played uh, running and passing, uh, so he's definitely you know big, strong, you know running back type guy when he does carry the ball. And they've got some really good quarterback runs to feature that talent. But he's also showed you know a lot of poise and presence in the passing game. So you know I think both guys are unique in their ability to play the position, and both have been very productive when they've had opportunities to play. And that was the Alabama coach answering that question about what we were just talking about before we went to his clip about the Florida Gators and their quarterbacks, Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson. It's Bama and the Florida Gators mid-afternoon. That's the CBS special here this week in SEC play. We'll come back, wrap up our first hour with hashtag hullabaloo. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. 
We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Back on y'all, I'm John Rawl, kind of wrapping up this first hour here of our show covering everything Southern, and remind you that we here at y'all have a Facebook page. It is y'all.com on Facebook, and we really would love for you to go on, check that out, and see what it's all about as we keep you posted on all things Southern. And all things Southern, we go to Twitter and Dixie Crystal Sugar. Man, what a great company. At Dixie Crystals is their Twitter handle. And they've got a recipe up right now for strawberry raisling cobbler. This strawberry-style strawberry raisling cobbler is made using strawberries marinated in sweet raisling wine and cooked in a skillet. And you got to have a skillet. Available, maybe one of those from the Lodge Skillet Company, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. If you have one of those handy, that would be ideal. But yeah, how about this recipe? You can go to DixieCrystals.com and pull up the recipe in its entirety. The Strawberry Riesling Cobbler. Who knew that wine and a strawberry cobbler go together like strawberries and wine? Oh, Strawberry Wine. That'd be a good song name, don't you think? Hmm, where's Dina Carter when you need her? <laughs> All right, again, Dixie Crystal Sugar putting that out on social media this week. We appreciate that, and that looks yummy. Thank you very much. Well, that will wrap up hour one of our conversation about all things Southern. When we come back, we got hour number two of The Y'all Show. And mapped out for hour two, we've got headlines from across the South. We've got entertainment headlines. We've got country music headlines. You're going to hear about a great project that Kenny Chesney's working on for the Southeastern Conference and its SEC network. That plus, did you hear about Reba McIntyre getting stuck up on the second floor and the fire department had to come help her out? <laughs> we'll share that with you. That plus a Southern accent on Southern business. All coming up in hour number two. Thank you. 
If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. John Rawl here. That's my name. And it doesn't matter what your name is. I'm just dang glad that you're listening in as we're here for another hour and then another hour on top of that one, too, to be honest, our, our little secret. We're the Y'all Show, and we, on this show, put the South front and center. We put the South up on a pedestal, and we're proud to do that. And here, as we put that Southern focus on things, we're going to talk about some headlines from across the Southeast as we get the second hour of our fun going today. Also, we have entertainment headlines. How about a new singer from Memphis debuting at number one with her first ever release? And we'll tell you who that is. We've got entertainment headlines. We've got country music headlines right out of Nashville. And we'll share with you all of that great info coming up. Melissa Rhodes has a Southern accent on Southern business before we get out of here in this second hour. So a lot of great stuff. Thank you again for tuning us in on great radio stations. And we're also available in podcast form for all of you who love to listen to shows on Spotify or perhaps Stitcher. We're also on the iHeart app, the TuneIn radio app. Very easy to find us. Search for y'all show and you won't miss a beat by listening to us in podcast form. I have had people tell me, John, I like your show. Man, it's great. But I missed a portion of it. I I actually had to go back and do a little bit of work. Or my phone died and I couldn't I don't know what the excuse was, frankly. Here's a little secret. Now, we love our radio stations. We love them. We want to be on every radio station in America with this show. We should be. But we're not there yet, and we need your help to pull that one off. But whether we're on a real terrestrial signal or not, radio station-wise, you can always listen to this show in its podcast form because we record every show, we put it up, and so... Let's say you were driving in a cave, and I guess there's not too many caves that have highways on them. Let's say you're driving in a tunnel. I guess that's the more appropriate word. Your tunnel comes upon you. You're loving what's going on on the y'all show that day, and boom, you lose signal because you're in a tunnel, for goodness sakes. And you wanted to hear what I said. You want to hear what the guests might have said. Well, you can't hear it when you're stuck in a tunnel, but you can hear it when you go back and listen to our y'all show podcast. So it's a really cool thing. All the cool kids are doing it. So jump aboard, learn. And how about this? 
try listening to it on the radio, but go back and maybe reinforce what we talk about by listening to the show twice a day, once on the radio and then once in podcast form. Would you do that? That'd be pretty Southern. In fact, if you do that, I will give you the official Southern Medal of Freedom and pin it right on your chest. (laughs) So thank you for listening to y'all. Let me tell you what we have going on in terms of headlines. Again, the big headline for this week has been hurricane briefly, but it turned quickly into a tropical storm, depression, and more. Hurricane Nicholas. Nicholas is the news story of the week. Nicholas hitting Texas, Nicholas hitting Louisiana, and Nicholas causing lots of flooding problems in portions of the South as this 14th named storm of the 2020 Atlantic hurricane season has been ashore since Tuesday. And check out your local forecast. Check out your local authorities as they try to get you through if you've been in an area affected by Nicholas. This thing essentially has scooted along the Gulf Coast going from west to east over the over the last few hours or so. I don't think you have to be as concerned well inland like you were, for example, when Ida passed through just a few days back. But more bands of showers expected, and flooding is the big concern, whether you're in Louisiana or Texas or Mississippi, Alabama, even the panhandle of Florida needs to be on the lookout with multiple inches of rain going on and the after effects of the flooding that happened after this thing passes through the area. Governor John Bell Edwards said on Wednesday that this latest hurricane, Hurricane Nicholas, is a very serious storm, particularly in those areas already heavily impacted by Hurricane Ida. Nearly 70,000 Louisianans were without power, according to poweroutage.us. Hopefully you're not one of them. But that the story there in the state of Louisiana here this week to Missouri, a, hey, we're just talking about caves. I knew I had caves on my mind for some reason. How about this story out of O'Fallon, Missouri, a cave there containing American Indian artwork from more than a 1,000 years ago was sold at auction this week, and that sale has disappointed the leaders of the Osage Nation who hope to buy the land to protect and preserve their most sacred site. Someone paid $2.2 million to private owners for what's known as Picture Cave, along with the 43 hilly acres that surround it near the town of Warrington, Missouri. That's about, well, it's really not all that far from St. Louis, 60 miles west of St. Louis. I didn't realize the Osage Nation was in that area of the Show Me State back 1,000 years ago or whenever it was. And... How cool would it be if this person who paid for this property would be willing to sell it back, do something? I mean, we want to protect our American Indian heritage in this country and no reason to destroy it. I don't don't know what their plan is. But the Osage Nation in a statement called that sale truly heartbreaking. As it said, our ancestors lived lived in this area for 1,300 years. This was our land We have hundreds of thousands of our ancestors buried throughout Missouri and Illinois, including Picture Cave. And it has been sold to a private individual. 
according to one story I read about this, in Picture Picture Cave, you get actual clothing details, headdress details, feathers, weapons. Years ago, an analytical chemist from Texas A&M University used pigment samples to determine the drawings were in that cave at least a thousand years old. In that cave also, you'll find the year-round home of the endangered Indiana gray bats. Hmm. Don't think I'll be going into that cave anytime soon, primarily because of the bat situation. Let's take you to South Carolina for the next story, an update on the Murdoch saga. The Murdoch saga involves Alex Murdoch, who at one time has been a very well-respected, well-known prosecutor in South Carolina. He's an attorney. His father was an attorney and a one-time prosecutor. And then he had a wife and two children, Alex Murdoch did. Well, over the summer, his wife and one of his sons were murdered on the family property. His dad dies from that tragedy. He dies of a heart attack just a couple of days after his what would have been his grandson and his daughter-in-law were murdered. Then there's Alex. And one of the latest stories from Alex Murdoch came this past weekend when he was injured in a shooting. It looked like somebody tried to kill him as he was on a backwoods road there in the South Carolina Low Country. He was shot in Colleton County. These people are mostly from Hampton and maybe Jasper County as well. They're near the Georgia line on the South Carolina coast. The story that came out in the last few hours on this story that has twists and turns all over it is that it looks like Alex Murdoch tried to have somebody kill him. That's why he was shot. It was not a life-threatening wound in the end. It was a flesh wound when someone shot him just a few days ago. That person that shot him has now been arrested. But it looks like Alex Murdoch, this, again, was a well-respected attorney and one-time prosecutor, I think, in in that portion of South Carolina. Well-known. And he had somebody try to kill him so that his other son, the survivor, would get about a $10 million settlement, life insurance settlement. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This has the makings of multiple movies, if it's all true. Uh, Stay tuned for the next crazy twist and turn from this story, y'all. An East Tennessee woman is in Afghanistan, and she's not there to try to get her own skin and, and save herself. She's not there to save others, other people, that is. Charlotte Jones is in Afghanistan in an effort to get military contract dogs out of that country and back to safety, probably back to America. She is the director and founder of Kubal Small Animal Rescue in Kubal, Afghanistan. She's lived there 11 years, and she's stayed behind after all of the military personnel and other Americans have left. Charlotte Jones stayed behind, hoping to get around 130 
dogs trained by the military, about 50 which are contract dogs. She hopes to have them safely evacuated. I don't know how she's still alive. I don't know how. She's been there 11 years, and she is hoping for the best. She is a native of Clinton, Tennessee, in the Knoxville area, and she said that these dogs are her responsibility, and she loves them, and she cares for them. She says, I think there's a less chance of recovering them if I'm not here. Well, Miss Jones, I hope you get out of there, and maybe you can get some dogs out of there, too. We already know there are humans who've come out of Afghanistan and have measles. I don't know what kind of diseases that dogs would have coming from a country like Afghanistan. But, yeah, these dogs, many of which were aligned with the United States military, they've been through all kinds of training. Probably a lot of them speak German. That's how a lot of these dogs learn their commands in German as opposed to English. Officials with the Military Working Dog Team Support Association said that they are confident that all military working dogs were evacuated. Well, why is she still there? <laughs> a Defense Department spokesperson, Eric Pahan, told a Knoxville-area news outlet that all military dogs were removed from Afghanistan. Again, why is she still there? Even John Kirby, the Pentagon press secretary, has put out a tweet about this. He says, To correct erroneous reports, the U.S. military did not leave any dogs in cages at Hamid Karzai International Airport, including the reported military working dogs. Photos circulating online were animals under the care of the Kabul Small Animal Rescue, not dogs under our care. Hmm. Just when you thought things couldn't get any crazier in that part of the world, here you have a Tennessee native hanging out still in Afghanistan trying to save what she says are military contract dogs and Joe Biden's administration is sounds like saying no 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 we got all these dogs out of here i bet you some of mrs jones's dogs probably have markings or something along those they probably have those chips embedded in them that identify who they are and will likely without question show that they are indeed trained by the United States military. Got to gotta protect our dogs, dog. <laughs> okay, let's bring you up to speed on a story from Florida. A nurse there has now pleaded guilty to threatening to kill Kamala Harris. I remember when this story went down back in uh, maybe toward the end of 2020. This nurse, 39-year-old Nivian Petit Phelps, pleaded guilty in Miami federal court to six counts of making threats against the vice president as she sent out videos to her imprisoned husband. This happened earlier this year. It didn't happen in 2020. She sent out these videos to her imprisoned husband threatening to kill Harris. And now she faces up to five years in prison at a sentencing scheduled for November 19th. Prosecutors say that Mrs. Phelps sent her husband, who's in prison, 30-second video clips of herself threatening to kill Kamala Harris back in February and claimed that she had been paid $53,000 and was the hitman, according to officials. She also sent a photo of her with a handgun at a gun range and applied for a concealed firearm permit. So there was a, if you will pardon the expression, a little smoke in this gun of actually maybe trying to pull this off, killing 
Vice President Kamala Harris. Marjorie Taylor Greene. There are some people not very happy with her. In fact, there's one woman in Georgia not very happy with her, and that's why she's going to try to primary Marjorie Greene. Businesswoman Jennifer Strahan announcing this week that she'll run a primary campaign against the Republican congressman from Northwest Georgia. And she is one of many, what's expected to be many candidates going up against Marjorie Greene. This newcomer, Jennifer Strahan, in an interview said, I believe that there's a lot of people who are ready for a serious representative. We have a lot of serious issues going on in our country right now. And we need someone who's willing to take the fight to Pelosi, to Democrats. And the only way to do that is to be in committees. Of course, Marjorie Greene kicked out of all the committees. I don't blame her for that. I blame the partisan Democrats for doing something they should not have done by denying her a chance and her constituents a chance to be represented in in one of the various committees on Capitol Hill. Marjorie Greene loves to be in the press. She loves the headlines. She's got that bombastic rhetoric, and she's a Trumpian, and there's certainly no shame in that if you're from northwest Georgia, and that's, I think, the congressional district she represents might have had the largest turnout for Donald Trump anywhere in the country. I'm sure others would say, no, 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 that that was where we are. But yeah, this person that's going to try to primary Marjorie Green Strahan, she's the founder of a healthcare consulting firm and presents herself as a political outsider. There's probably room to run against her in a Republican primary. Marjorie Green has to have turned off a lot of people, even diehard Trump people, diehard conservatives probably get tired of her probably don't like her trying to be the countermeasure to Representative Cortez of New York. And this lady might be on to something. We'll find out. That's why there's a challenge. The question is, what are the Democrats in Northwest Georgia going to end up doing? And Are they really going to put a big effort into trying to kick out Marjorie Greene after one term in Congress? And Marjorie Greene is not the only one of the newcomers in Congress getting primaried. Even a fellow Southern newcomer, a fellow Southern newcomer that's a female on the Republican side is being primaried by someone who is really more like Marjorie Greene. Nancy Mace of South Carolina's 1st Congressional District, she's getting primaried. Her challenger says that Nancy Mace has not become, I guess she's gone along with the Liz Cheney's. I think that was one of the quotes I saw And she wasn't conservative enough. She wasn't uh, Trumpian enough. And at one time, Nancy Mace, the freshman congressman from South Carolina, ran Donald Trump's presidential campaign back in 2015 and 2016. Politics, it's rather bizarre. Don't you agree? We will have more headlines and more coming from the South in our final hour. We'll take a time out here on Y'all. We'll come right back and let you know about some of the crazy world of entertainment. You thought politics was crazy? How about the showbiz world? We've got some stuff out of Hollywood and later in the hour, country music news. Reba has been rescued. What's that all about? We'll let you know. Y'all stay tuned.
Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. She's from the 901. That is Memphis native Evie McKinney. And that song right there is your new number one gospel song, Just Like God. The 24-year-old co-wrote the song with Paul Duncan and Jamie Moore. And it is your number one gospel song in the Billboard chart. Evie McKinney, way to go. You can go... Learn more about this feat of being number one at billboard.com. Again, Memphian Evie McKinney, number one this week with her debut gospel single, Just Like God. We are the Y'all Show, and we are here at this show all about the South. Let me tell you about some of the fun things you can do right now in addition to listening to number one gospel songs. You might want to pull out the old Apple TV if you got one of those. Or if you don't have Apple TV, you can, I guess, subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. And if you do that, you will find here this week the debut of Season 2 of The Morning Show. And that's got, hey, Evie, Evie McKinney, that is. You got a fellow Tennessean and Reese Witherspoon who's part of The Morning Show. Reese Witherspoon stars in this alongside Jennifer Aniston. And there's another connection to the South, as Billy Crudup is part of the cast of The Morning Show on Apple TV+. Now, Billy Crudup is an actor, been around a long time. He's a Yankee by birth, but Southern sort of by the grace of God, as he went to school and got his bachelor's degree from UNC in Chapel Hill. And while he was there, he also acted for UNC's STV and its most popular show, General College. And he was part of Delta Kappa Epsilon. I believe they call themselves the Deeks. And the Deeks, he was a frat boy there at UNC and then ended up going into all kinds of acting. He actually, at one time was hanging out with, meaning he was dating. He was uh, living in sin. Is that a 
proper thing because I don't think they ever got married to a fellow UNC alum, but a Columbia, South Carolina native as he and Mary Louise Parker, another great actor, actress, a star in her own right, were an item for, gosh, a long time, several years. And then, ultimately, he teamed up with Naomi Watts, and they have been an item since 2017. They're still together. The British actress Naomi Watts is the love interest of Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup stars in the new season, or he was in the first season, too, to his credit. And I, I liked it. I watched the morning show on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a great, great little series. He played the role of Corey Ellison, who was kind of the network VP. And he was funny. You knew he probably was a, a killer behind the scenes. But, man, love this character, Corey Ellison, that Billy Crudup played. And he's now in season number two of The Morning Show, which is debuting this Friday. That's when the stream, the new season debuts with actresses like Aniston and Witherspoon and more. So go check that out. Crudup, who returns to his critically acclaimed role as the fast-talking executive Corey Ellison, recently told CNN that he absolutely loves to be part of a show that is interested in this kid of discourse. I think that was a misspelling there in the article, kind of discourse. And he does do that in this show. Check it out. Check it out. And a lot of you, if you don't know you have Apple TV+, Plus, it's well worth the... I mean, there's a lot of things. If you buy any kind of Apple product, I think you get over a year free of Apple TV Plus with that purchase. And that's how I ended up signing up. And shows like this one, The Morning Show, have made my experience on Apple TV Plus well worth it. Plus, hey, they have the movie with Tom Hanks exclusively on there, the movie from World War II era that was supposed to come out in theaters and then coronavirus kind of got in the way of that one. But Greyhound is exclusively on Apple TV+. And I love any kind of history movie, and I love World War II and military movies. Greyhound is fantastic, and it's on Apple TV+, starring Tom Hanks, by the way, who normally does a good job when he's acting in a movie (laughs) or on a TV show. Britney Spears, oh my goodness. She's deleted her Instagram. What are we going to do? Britney Spears deleting it, saying it was her decision. Britney, this might be one of the best moves you've ever done. Now, just delete TikTok and delete Facebook and do like Trump and just send out emails with your statement of how you're thinking, essentially not opening it up for a two-way conversation with your fans and or your stalkers. Just Tell us what's on your mind and let us decide whether we care what's on your mind. But she's deleted her Instagram this week. And this comes just after she announced her engagement to Sam Asghari, her longtime boyfriend. A source close to Brittany says this Instagram deletion was her decision. She's wanted to do it for a while. Now, Spears is just two weeks away from a court hearing that could determine whether or not she remains in her court-ordered conservatorship. That's something that should have been on the ballot when all the Californians went and voted for a recall this week. 
Spears has been in a probate conservatorship for over 13 years that's been overseen by Jamie, her daddy. But she's making progress. She's making progress. And one sign of that is getting rid of Instagram. Way to go. She needs to do these other deletions, too, in my opinion. She's also hired a new attorney, Matthew Rosengart, who's filed multiple petitions in an effort to put pressure on Jamie Spears to step down from acting as the conservator of Britney's $60 million estate. Next court hearing, September 29th. Stay tuned for news. Now, what about this fella that she's now engaged to, Sam Asgari? Well, CNN, it's inside Hollywood correspondent Lisa France has done some big-time digging. I don't know if she really has or not. But she's got a story up. Sam Asgari, get to know Britney Spears' fiancé. What can you tell us? Okay, well, according to this article, Asgari, who I think is about 12 or 13 years younger than Britney and was born in Iran, of all places, she says in her article that he has a sense of humor. Following Brittany's announcing on Instagram that she had, that Asgari had popped the question to Mary, actress Octavia Spencer left a comment saying, make him sign a prenup. Rather than be offended, Asgari replied to Spencer with the 100 emoji meant to represent 100%. Eh, maybe he's funny. The 27-year-old personal trainer, Brittany's 39 right now, turning 40 in December. The 27-year-old personal trainer, Asgari, is an actor and also has an online business called Asgari Fitness, which offers personalized nutrition and fitness coaching. And he and Brittany are both committed to athleticism. So that's good to know. He says that he's for Brittany's happiness. He said in an interview with Men's Fitness, I just want her to be happy. If it makes her happy, I'll do it. Hmm, that's a good, good thing, Sam. In fact, you need to also know that if Brittany's worth $60 million, you just need to sit back and say, yes, ma'am, that's your service, whatever you want to say, darling. (laughs) Also, according to the CNN article, he says you can keep the fame. Fame is not a job, according to Asgari. As he said, I don't want to take it too seriously, and I don't want to think it's ever going to change, to be honest. I don't want to mess with my happiness or mess with my spirit. No fame in the world is worth that. Uh, Okay, but it likely, I don't know. I believe in love. I think Sam might just love Britney Spears. Maybe when he was a little boy growing up in Tehran, he might have had a picture of baby, baby, hit me one more time, hanging up on his wall or something. And, hey, Despite the age difference, despite the fact that he's from the south side of Iran and she's from the south side of the Mississippi border, (laughs) south of Macomb, it might be love. And you know what? I ain't going to pick on him for that. Congratulations. And what a whopper of a ring, Brittany. We are Y'all Talk with an accent on all things entertainment, all things Southern. We got more to talk about, y'all. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to keep the fun going. 
as we're going to have country music news coming your way right out of Nashville, Tennessee. And we're going to come right back with a great, not necessarily big time song, but a great song Kenny Chesney had out, oh, some 20 years or so. And it has to do with college football and it specifically has to do with the voices of college football and there's a reason we're telling you about that as kenny's working on something for the sec network as we speak we'll let you know the kenny chesney news we'll let you know about how reba had to go climbing down a fireman's ladder in uh, oklahoma this week that's ahead on talk with a southern accent y'all My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. Way. Needs a block. Holloway looking. Holloway will run. Holloway at the 10. Holloway at the 5. Holloway dives. Back is Kelly. The score 22 to 17. The dive. Touchdown. Big on in the Superdome. With a voice you could hear all the way to Rocky Top. Play by play for 31 years. We heard 2015, 10 and 5 Your voice was our eyes and we could see Touchdown, Tennessee It is golf, pulling it down at the 6 Golf, 10, 15, 20 Golf outside, 25 Golf, 30 Golf, 35 Golf, 40 Golf, 45 50 45, 40 Yes, sir Joining golf, ladies and gentlemen Is running all the way to the state capitol Give him 6 That's the voice of John Ward, voice of the Vols. And for decades, John Ward was the University of Tennessee's play-by-play voice, serving from 1965 until 1999. And upon his retirement, just after Tennessee had captured its latest national championship back in the 1998 season, Ward stepped down as the voice of the Vols. Bob... What is his name? Something. I mean, I, I don't listen to Tennessee play-by-play. Sorry. Uh, John Ward. Sorry, Vols fans. Uh, John Ward, what a what a voice, though. We lost John Ward in 2018. Kenny Chesney, upon John Ward stepping aside from the broadcast booth, recorded that song, Touchdown Tennessee. And that was what Ward would always yell right when Tennessee would you give him six. Just kind of one of those catchy phrases that this UT broadcaster would have. Well, in the spirit of John Ward, in the spirit of all of the great broadcasters, the Larry Munsons of the world, the Eli Gold, current broadcaster at Alabama, Jim Fife, the late Rod Bramlett at Auburn, and more, in the spirit of these great voices, at least the ones from the Southeastern Conference, 
Kenny Chesney is working on a special for the SEC Network. It's called More Than a Voice. And it will debut Sunday, September 26th on the SEC Network. Check that out. I had the great fortune with Y'all Magazine, of which I founded and published for over eight years. One of our issues back around 2008 was the Voices of Southern Glory. And I had a chance to kind of do the same thing Kenny's doing. I went in and did it for Y'all Magazine, and that was available on newsstands across the South. And I got a chance to interview Larry Munson, voice of the Georgia Bulldogs. And I had a chance to interview some of these great voices across college football, not just SEC, but also from the ACC and more. So that was a really cool thing for me. And frankly, it was a voice of an SEC school that got me into this business as I wanted to be Bob Fulton, voice of the Gamecocks as a kid. And I somehow ended up not doing sports play-by-play, which I'm glad. I don't really have that passion as as an adult. But boy, as a kid, I wanted to be right there with Bob Fulton. And you know what? I never got a chance to meet him. I saw him twice in my life, but I never, never said hello to that Yankee. He was from Pennsylvania, I think, before coming to Columbia, South Carolina after World War II and having a big career in the Palmetto State. But this documentary coming out again September 26th with Kenny Chesney, Mr. College Football Fan himself, that is something I want to make sure to tune in. And by the way, that y'all article that I was telling you about, that is available at issue, issuu.com. You can find past issues of the y'all magazine, and that one's well worth it. And you might even see a, a familiar face when you flip through the pages of our issue from way back then. Pretty neat. Love our college voices and love college football All right, continuing on with country music news, because that's something we like to cover here on the Y'all Show, Reba McIntyre. She was back in Oklahoma, and this week, Reba had to get the fire truck to come help her out. She and boyfriend actor Rex Lynn were in Atoka, Oklahoma on Tuesday when an old building they were in, a staircase collapsed, and because of that, the fire truck had to come out and help guide Reba and Rex and all the other people, I guess, on the second floor out of that window and down to the street. Reba was one of seven people rescued from a 100-year-old historic site's second level as those stairs partially collapsed. Huh. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And they had to have an old-fashioned ladder rescue from a truck come and help them out. And she is obviously doing just fine here. But Reba saved from a collapsing building this week. You don't see headlines like that all the time. And, you know, when she goes down a ladder, even in a tense moment like that, only Reba could do it in the classy way that she did. And I am tickled that she came out of that just, just fine. Atoka is the county seat of Atoka County in Oklahoma, and that's in the southeastern corner of the area. And Atoka equates to ball ground in English. And I I guess this would be in the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma is where Atoka is. And Reba is from somewhere in that corner of the state, but I don't I don't think she's from Atoka. Her hometown 
is, let me pull this up because I don't want to butcher it. She was born in McAllister, and was she raised in McAllister as well? I know her daddy was a big rodeo star and more. But McAllister, Oklahoma, where she was born in 1955, is right around Atoka. But McAllister is the county seat of Pittsburgh County, which I think borders that area. It is the largest city in the Choctaw Nation. All right, Reba having fun in Oklahoma, and we're happy that she's having fun, that good Okie having fun back in her native state. Brett Eldridge, I don't know if he was having fun. The country music singer was in Asheville, North Carolina, in the last few days when he got a visit from a black bear. As he put out on social media, opened the garage door to go on a hike and had a new friend waiting to say hello. (laughs) Pretty scary. Glad you can get a good laugh out of this. And uh, Morgan Evans, who's touring with Eldridge, put out a reply saying, be careful, we got a tour to do. Yeah, be careful. There's a lot of black bears in western North Carolina and in north Georgia for sure. I mean, I don't know what's in the water, but I just see more and more of these stories of bears around all of these homes and such. I guess they're just not scared. And Brett Eldridge, he he, he wasn't scared either. He pulled his camera out and, man, I'd been running. I don't want to see a bear. I don't want to see a snake. I don't even want to see a cricket. Don't you? It was one of Brett Eldridge's biggest songs to date on the country music charts. Elsewhere in country music news, congratulations to Miss Dolly and to Mr. Kane Brown. These two country music singers have been named to Time's 2021 list of most influential people in the world, in the entire world. And others on this list include Kamala Harris, Britney Spears, and Prince Harry. But they are two of the only 100 people in the whole world on Time's list of most influential people people i can click on something and tell you others but right now i'm focused on these two miley cyrus profiled her godmother dolly parton did you know that dolly was miley's godmother i did not know that miley noted dolly is not only my idol because of her incomparable career she's also my role model because of her steadfast morals and values at her core She is the definition of a humanitarian. There's a theory that you shouldn't meet your heroes, but I wish everyone had the chance to meet Dolly Parton because she's even better than your sparkliest dreams. Pretty neat stuff. Now, I didn't realize evidently most of these people, if not all, have a fellow celebrity writing good things about them. Darius Rucker, Ravenel, South Carolina's own, wrote about Kane Brown, who I think is from North Georgia, right at Chattanooga. Let me check where he claims to be. I know sometimes he says Chattanooga, but uh, I think he was from North Georgia because he, let's see here, what does it say? He's born in Chattanooga. I knew that. Born and raised in rural northwest Georgia and in Chattanooga. Hmm. Oglethorpe, that's right. He went to 
Lakeview Fort Oglethorpe High School in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, where he sang in the choir with Lauren Elena, who was on season 10 of American Idol and has had a nice little country music career of her own. Right at Chattanooga, let's be honest, is where where we're talking about here. But Kane Brown also has made it on this list, and he had Darius Rucker say nice things about him. Here's what Darius wrote. Kane Brown has that unquantifiable it factor. He's so laid back and doesn't take himself too seriously, but he also really cares about his craft and other people. And when it comes to his music, he can do that low, cool, borderline rapping thing, and then he sings, and his vocal ability just blows you away. Pretty strong words, and they didn't even have to go to a funeral and have those kind of words said about them. A funeral of their own, by the way. <laughs> Pretty neat stuff. Again, these two, Dolly, Kane Brown, honored in Time's 2021 list of the most influential people in the world. When the Y'all Show comes back, we're going to wrap up this second hour with Melissa Rhodes. She's going to be filing a Southern business accent. That's coming up. And don't forget, we got a whole nother hour of the show that covers the South headed your way in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss out on that because we're going to be actually breaking down and telling you all about the U.S. News and World Report's brand new best colleges rankings. Is your favorite university one of the best schools in America? I'll tell you the results when the Y'all Show comes back. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Southern Accent. Here's the Business South update from Y'all.com. I'm Melissa Rhodes. NBC News' Sam Brock is based in the Sunshine State, and he's filed an NBC Nightly News report on how businesses are flocking to Florida as the pandemic continues. On a bustling stretch of downtown Delray Beach, you'll find more than 100 restaurants, and many, like newly opened Lionfish, are migrating in from out of state. Are you making a conscious decision to invest in Florida because of what's happening? Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, California, our restaurants are still outdoor dining only. The hospitality industry at 25 and 50 percent. These companies are just not going to be able to stay afloat. Not now, not ever. Craig O'Keefe's San Diego-based Click Hospitality is finding more fertile ground in Florida, where restaurants can open at 100 percent indoors. O'Keefe says with five more properties on the way and hundreds of jobs at stake, safety and growth can coexist. Business news, headlines, and more at y'all.com. Uh, don't send those Californians over here to the south. We, they, they, they want Gavin Newsom to stay there. 
well, they can have him since they just voted him back in or kept him back in as California's governor this week. You know what? We're going to have our own recall here on the Y'all Show. Why don't you say we just recall another hour? We're going to do it again, y'all. And we're going to do that final hour of this Thursday Y'all Show. We've got sports coming up after the break, plus the best colleges rankings out from the U.S. News and World Report. That plus... Where are the cool festivals across the Southeast happening? All that is ahead. I'm jumping in with my clothes off. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Back into the final hour of our conversation about what's going on across the 16 southern states. A friendly reminder, the 16 southern states are Alabama. How about you, Arkansas? Oh, the sunshine state of Florida. Oh, that great state called Georgia. How about you, Kentucky and that bluegrass you got there? Oh, Louisiana's in the south. So is Maryland. So is Mississippi. So is uh, Show Me Missouri. How about North Carolina from the mountains to the Outer Banks? Oklahoma is southern by the grace of God. You know South Carolina is south. They got it in their name. How about your volunteer state? Southern to the core. Then you got the great state of Texas. And then the two Virginias, both Virginia and West by God, Virginia. And that represents the 16 states of the South. And here at this show, we take those 16 states and we kind of pull out all the good news. And that good news sometimes is bad news. We try to tell you what's important of what's going on news-wise in each of our 16 states of the South. We also bring out the sports goings-on in each of the 16 southern states. We bring out the news, the sports. We throw in some food talk. We throw in some travel talk. We throw in some humor. We kind of bring it all here in one happy home that we call the Y'all Show. And I am John, the Y'all Show Rawl. <laughs> and it's great to have y'all back here as we're wrapping up here on this Thursday, our our final hour. And don't forget, coming up Friday, it's the end of the week. We got the Y'all kickoff show for hour number one. One hour of all college football talk, getting you ready for Saturday's big games. Then we got hours two and three that always have fun, informative stuff, including a look at the brand new movies hitting theaters this weekend. Let's start off this hour with a Southern sports update. We've got a little football from the National Football League kicking off on this Thursday. It's the New York football giants and the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke is going to be behind center as he's had to step in for Fitzpatrick for Washington and Ron Rivera. And this game kicking off on the NFL Network from FedEx Field in Landover at 820 Eastern, 720 Central. Washington is a slight favorite 
in this Thursday night NFL game. The NFL's first week is now in the books after that great game. It was a great game Monday night between the Raiders and the Baltimore Ravens, a game that went into overtime. You thought that the Raiders had escaped, and then it shows on review that the ball was a little short, and they absolutely screwed up there. And uh, what a what a it was a great game. I enjoyed most all of the great games that happened in the NFL Week One, and you got a whole other week of the action from the National Football League set up starting today with, again, the Giants and the football team, the Redskins, in my mind, having their first NFC East duel of the year. And that goes on here on this Thursday. What about the Bleacher Report? They're weighing in already with the 2021 Bleacher Report NFL Power Rankings. Where does every team stand entering Week 2? They go through all of the teams and – Weigh them from 1 to 32. The worst team, according to Bleacher Report, after week one, the Jaguars. They lost by 16 points at Houston with Tyrod Taylor behind center for Houston and this number one draft pick overall, Trevor Lawrence, behind center for the Jags. And they lost convincingly. The Texans are the only undefeated team in the AFC South right now. (laughs) So as a result of that, the Bleacher Report's got the Jaguars right there at 32. And their friends to the north are not much better. The Atlanta Falcons are the 31st most powerful NFL team after week one. They got trounced at home by Philadelphia, 32-6. to Arthur Smith did not have a good debut as coach of the ATL. Always terrible Detroit Lions are ranked number 30. Detroit's got a new coach. That did not seem to matter. Jared Goff, according to Bleacher Report, the former Rams-turned-Lions quarterback played pretty well, threw for 338 yards and three touchdowns, but overall Detroit needed more. They did have a little bit of a shootout. They lost to the Niners 41-33, but they come in pretty low on these rankings. The Jets, Jets were out of it, did fight back. They lost at Carolina 19 to 14. Zach Wilson got creamed. He got sacked six times. I don't know what's going on. If it's the Panthers being that good or the offensive line being that bad, but it was a, a rough day of it. In fact, left tackle Mekhi Becton had to leave the game and he's out at least a month after dislocating a kneecap in that Panthers game. The New York football giants who will be kicking off here for week two today Giants are in at 28. They've dropped, according to the rankings, as they had the power rankings going into the first week. And the Giants coming in at 28 here this week. Giants losing to the Denver Broncos 27-13. Houston Texans, now they won, but they come in in the 27th position. They did move up five. They were dead last last week, according to the Bleacher Report, but they after beating the Jags 37-21, aren't doing all that well. Now, this side has the Carolina Panthers in the 26th spot. I think the Panthers have got a better than half of the league performance. I don't know what their thinking is. 
the defense was fantastic, although they left the door open a little bit for the Jets to come back and make the game a lot closer than it should have been. But having Christian McCaffrey back was great. He touched the ball 30 times. He had a 187 total yard performance, a lot of catches in the backfield and some good runs. The receivers were really good. Former New York Jet Robbie Anderson with a long touchdown pass from the Panthers' new starting quarterback, Sam Darnold. Bleacher Report's got the team out of Charlotte in the 26th spot. Other Southern teams checking in on this thing. You've got, let's see here, a lot of, a lot of Northern teams in the 20s. The football team of Washington, they are in 20. We'll see how good if they go up or down this week. They have here the 17th team. I think this team might be 32 after the way they played in the opening week. The Tennessee Titans. Tennessee started out before the season in the nine spot. They dropped down here in the power rankings from Bleacher Report to 17 after they got walloped there at uh, Nissan Stadium, 38-13. Derrick Henry couldn't even get 60 yards on the ground. Ryan Tannehill just over 200 yards passing. Credit Kyler Murray, the native Texan, former OU quarterback, threw for over 289 yards and got 416 yards of total offense. It was great, great football played by the Cardinals there on the banks of the Cumberland. The Dallas Cowboys, according to the Bleacher Report, check in in their power rankings in the number 16 spot. They outperformed, I thought. They they did a great job. Should have probably won the game at Tampa Bay on that opening Thursday night, losing by two. Also in this breakdown of teams from the South, at least teams with a Southern connection, you have the Miami Dolphins. They went all the way to Foxborough, found a way to win the Dolphins in the power rankings at number 12 after that escape in Foxborough. The New Orleans Saints, man, did they look good. They might have been the best team from the weekend. Who saw that one coming? Absolutely destroying the Packers in this game played in Jacksonville, and it wasn't even close. It was not even close. Jameis Winston is looked great. Ravens, they lost a tough one there in Vegas on Monday night football, but they're still a great team. Look for them to rebound, losing in overtime 33-27 and a walk-off loss for them. Checking in on this rankings, coming in at the number, let's see, are we out of Southern teams? Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs look mighty good. They're the number two power ranking, according to the Bleacher Report. KC got a big win, coming back to defeat the Browns 33-29. Oh, you know that the Chiefs and their offense with Mahomes behind center, Tyreek Hill got a 75-yard touchdown reception in that game Sunday. The defending AFC champs ought to be right back to where they started here in 2021. And your defending Super Bowl champion, Buccaneers. Bleacher Report's got them right at number one on their power rankings. Tom Brady, the 44-year-old QB, still playing great. I don't know if I would have the Buccaneers as the most powerful football team. They should have dominated Dallas, in my opinion. I don't know if their success of 2020 is not going to come back and bite them on the tuchus here this year. And it's not Tom Brady. He knows what success is. But some of these players, your players who weren't necessarily patriots in the past, 
suddenly are world champions. And I don't know how well that's going to play out as the season plays out. And as I told a Buccaneer fan earlier, I had one confess to me that they were a Buccaneer fan before Tom Brady came in the picture. I told them, look, it's in the NFL, almost almost every team can win every game played. And it comes down to maybe one or two key players. And as great as Tom Brady was in 2020, Tom Brady, if he were not just 44, if he was 24 years old, he has going into a season a 50% chance of having a great season, no big health problems, he gets through it, things are great. But there's a 50% chance your quarterback is going to go down at some point and might even be for the entire year. And his luck was good last year. He got through the season. I don't think his luck's going to be good this year. Sorry, Tommy boy. I think the NFL and its absolute athleticism is going to catch up with you and there's going to be some kind of player knock you the wrong way and he's going to be out for a little bit and guess what they don't have a good backup plan they got trask the rookie from florida as their number two quarterback there on bruce arian's team and if that happens i don't know if tampa bay can even make the playoffs now i know we're only one game into the season so buccaneer fans don't get too too angry at me don't send me all your hate mail but that's just reality in the nfl that that you have such a fickle if you will kind of relationship with your health status and right now the tampa bay buccaneers are living on borrowed time frankly in in my opinion elsewhere besides having some nfl action on this thursday we've got some college games being played You have the Ohio Bobcats on the bayou there at Cajun Field for an ESPN broadcast that kicks off at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Lafayette time. It's the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette hosting the Ohio Bobcats on Thursday night football. Also from the FCS ranks, it's an HBCU matchup between two teams in the SWAC. Alabama A&M is hanging out at the beach They're at Daytona Stadium for this Thursday night battle against Bethune-Cookman. And that game kicks off on ESPNU starting at 7.30 Daytona Beach time, 6.30 Huntsville, Alabama slash normal Alabama time when the Bulldogs and the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats meet up for the first time as SWAC Conference brethren. That's what's happening college football-wise on this Thursday. We'll come right back here on y'all. We'll switch over. We'll take you from college football talk to just plain college talk as we'll let you know what the latest best colleges rankings from the U.S. News and World Report are. Is your favorite college, maybe the school that you attended, way up on the list? I'm going to be looking real close at where my alma mater is. I think they're going to be pretty high up there, but we'll just have to sit back and Get ready for this crash course on the best colleges according to the U.S. News and World Report as we spotlight our great southern institutions that are among the most elite in the country. We don't need you, Harvard. We don't need you, Yale. We'll just go to our Harvards and Yales below the Mason and Dixon line, y'all. 
I'll let you know about that. Before the hour is up, a closer look at some of the headlines going on today across the southeast. Thank you for listening. Our number, 803-816-1170. If you want to text us, we're sitting here waiting for your text. We'll be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. You could steal the keys to a fastback Ford. You know I'm gonna stop you here to open the door and let you have it. Yeah, it's like your magic. You could hang around at the scene of the crime with red up on your hands. No one's batting an eye like they don't see it. I can't believe it. You do what you wanna do, and all I want is you. We're back on the show about the South. Switching over now to a little academia conversation here as we have courtesy of U.S. News and World Report. Man, I remember my grandma, as I called her, Ma. She subscribed to U.S. News and World Report, and I enjoyed reading that thing when I was a little bitty boy. So that brings back a a happy memory from childhood when I was up there at her house avoiding all the fleas from her wonderful little dog jock who was a uh, a poodle <laughs> but uh, yeah she uh, she didn't take care of the fleas on jock but she sure did take care of subscribing to the u.s news and world report we've got u.s news and world report sorry for that little uh 
blast from the past for me. The U.S. News and World Report annually puts out its national rankings of colleges, kind of having a little competition of where the best colleges are in the good old U.S. of A. And colleges make a big deal out of this. This is a lot like the national championship of academia when the U.S. News and World Report's best colleges rankings are revealed. And those rankings just got released here this week. And I am happy to tell you about some of the Southern schools finishing pretty high. Now, the school that caught my attention first because they made a big deal out of it in Texas. The University of Texas at Austin checks in at number 38 in the national universities list. And remember, of all the schools out there, that's pretty good overall. When UT Austin is that high, did you realize the tuition at UT Austin, if you're a Texas resident, is only 11000 a year? Not bad. Got over 40,000 students there at UT Austin currently. They're 38. Let's move up the list, looking mostly at Southern schools. Also in a tie at 38 is the Georgia Institute of Technology. Georgia Tech, one of the top 40 schools in terms of national universities in the country. Only 16,000 students call Georgia Tech home. Those are your undergraduate students there on North Avenue. Another school from the South checking in to the top 40 of the national universities list, Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem. It's number 28. Congratulations to this ACC school. Now, of course, it's a private school. Tuition there at Wake Forest, right around $60,000 a year. They got only 5,400 students. It's one of the, if not the smallest, Power 5 college, Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem. Now, just down Tobacco Road from Wake Forest, a school that's technically in a tie with Wake It's a public school called the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And UNC Chapel Hill, number 28 on this list, got about 20,000 undergrads enrolled at UNC Chapel Hill. UF in Gainesville, the University of Florida, also has that number 28 ranking. Believe it or not, in Gainesville, you can go to school there if you're an in-state student, $6,300 a year, 35,000 undergraduates enrolled at the home of the Gators. Another school from the South on this list of the top 40 national universities coming in at number 25, the University of Virginia. UVA has just over 17,000 undergraduate students, and it's one of our best universities in the country. Elsewhere in the South, you have Washington, D.C.'s Georgetown University. It's number 23 on the list with a tuition there each year right around 60000 Only 7,300 students call Georgetown home, at least the undergrad enrollment there in Washington, D.C. Atlanta's Emory University checks in at number 21. Only 7,000 undergraduate students at this prestigious school in Fulton County in Georgia. Rice University in Houston, it's one of America's best national universities, checking in at number 17. Only 4,000 undergraduate students at Rice in Houston. Let's see if we got any other Southern schools still hanging up there near the top 10. Washington University in St. Louis. It's number 14 in the nation. 
private school with a tuition right around $60,000 a year, only 7,600 undergrad enrollment. Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Vandy, is your number 14 national university. Just over 7,000 undergrad students there on West End. A lot of Ivy League schools find themselves hovering around the top 10, but you'll also find in Baltimore, Maryland, the number nine national university, Johns Hopkins University. Of course, world-renowned for its medical school and more, Johns Hopkins with just over 6,300 undergraduate students. Duke University in Durham is also ranked number nine in the country. They're in a tie with Johns Hopkins. Duke has just over 6,700 undergrads. It'll cost just $60,000 to go to Duke University each year. And do we have any more Southern schools in the top 10? It looks like that's it. Your number one school, according to the usnews.com article, Princeton University. Number two was Columbia. Number three, Harvard. Number four, MIT. Yale was five. Stanford, six. The University of Chicago came in at seven. Penn at eight. California Institute of Technology in Pasadena was number nine. So the number one national university in America is Duke University. It's the ninth rated school in the country, according to the U.S. News and World Report. Now, what about your regional university school that that sometimes don't have a doctoral program, but they're very well respected, they are great schools, and they're maybe a lot smaller. So the U.S. News and World Report breaks things down in the region as well. And if we look at schools who are just regional schools, we'll do your top 25 here. Murray State in Murray, Kentucky is number 25. Coming in at 24 from Memphis, Christian Brothers University. Western Carolina in Cullowhee, North Carolina checks in at number 21. They're in a tie in that position with schools like the University of Lynchburg in Lynchburg, Virginia. The Georgia College and State University in Milledgeville is the number two, also a 21-ranked school in the South. In Fredericksburg, Virginia, the number 19 school in the South, it's in a tie at that position. The University of Mary Washington. Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia is one of those other schools tied at number 19. In Rock Hill, South Carolina, tied at number 17, you'll find the Eagles, and you'll find not the band, but the school, Winthrop University, just outside of Charlotte. This state school there is ranked number 17. Tuskegee University, the HBCU in Tuskegee, Alabama, it is in a tie for number 17 in the South as a regional university in the South. Tuskegee Private School, $22,000 a year is your tuition. Just over 2,200 undergraduate students there in that campus east of Montgomery. Also, you'll find Xavier University of Louisiana, as that is a private school with a tuition of just over 26000 Xavier is your number 15 regional university in the South. Checking in also at number 15, a tie with Xavier, is Queens University of Charlotte in Charlotte, North Carolina. At number 13, tied at that position, the University of Tampa, that school with over 8,600 undergraduate students, tuition there just over 30000 a year. 
Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky is also ranked in the 13th position as one of the best regional universities in the South. That, again, located in Wilmore, Kentucky, Asbury University. I bet you they're a Methodist school, if I had to guess. In Milligan, Tennessee, you'll find Milligan University and this Christian-affiliated college in northeastern Tennessee with an enrollment of just under 1,000 students is your number 10 school in the South in a tie for regional universities in the South. In Salem Springs, Arkansas, John Brown University is also in that number 10 tie. And it is not named for the guy from the 1800s that was famous for burning down the arsenal in Harpers Ferry. It was named for somebody else named John Brown and this school again in Arkansas. Coming in in a tie for 10 also is Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Daytona Beach, Florida. Great school, especially if you want to go fly a kite. (laughs) Coming in in a solid number nine, and it's not in a tie, the public college in downtown Charleston. It's the College of Charleston, this great liberal arts school that's 60% female, is number nine in the regional universities of the South. In-state tuition for South Carolina residents there at the COC is just under $13,000 a year, and they've got 9,300 students studying at the College of Charleston right now. Lakeland, Florida is where you'll find the private Florida Southern College, and it's number eight on the regional universities South category of the usnews.com's best colleges report christopher newport university in newport news virginia checks in at number six as this school named after english ship captain christopher newport and it is a public school there in newport news virginia it's number six in the country coming in also at number six in a tie with newport news's school is boone north carolina's appalachian state university Luke Combs U. Number six in the South is what you'll find App State in a tie. Only $8,000 a year tuition if you're a resident of North Carolina. The very prestigious school in Deland, Florida, Stetson University, is your number five school in the Regionals University South category of usnews.com's breakdown of the best colleges in the country. Checking in at number four. Founded in 1902 in Mount Berry, Georgia, Berry College. I believe this is in the Rome area in northwest Georgia is where you'll find that school. In Harrisonburg, Virginia, you'll find your number three regional university in the south. This public school has a tuition for in-state residents of Virginia just shy of $12,000 a year. Almost 20,000 students attend JMU in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Your number two regional university in the entire South. It is the highest ranked public college on this list. Get ready, y'all, and march to glory. Number two, according to usnews.com, for regional university in the South, it's my alma mater. The Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, founded in 1842, right there in historic Charleston, South Carolina. Tuition is about $15,000 a year. Just over three, or just under 3,000 cadets enroll there in the undergraduate program. And for your tuition, you get a nice little uniform to sport around and a nice rifle to tote around for four years. <laughs> Way to go, Citadel Bulldogs, number two. So your number one college, it's a private school, your number one 
national or rather regional university in the south in Winter Park, Georgia, or Winter Park, in Winter Park, Florida, Rollins College, right near Orlando. $54,000 a year, that's all it will cost you to go to the number one regional university in the south, Rollins College, Winter Park, Florida. Congratulations, the number one school in the south, according to U.S. News. You can go to usnews.com and check out this Best Colleges Rankings Again, it's the annual thing put out each year by the U.S. News and World Report. Our highest schools, again, Rollins College, right in Winter Park, Florida, and Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. The heck with all those Yankee schools. The heck with the Stanfords of the world. We'll just keep it right here in the South and learn at great schools like Duke and Rollins and University of Tennessee. No, they weren't. University of Texas, rather, was on this list. And let's see here. Uh, UNC was on there. And, of course, those great cadets at the Citadel. We'll come right back here, wrap this, y'all show up with some headlines. That's ahead. My doctor told me my blood pressure is borderline. I figured I could worry about it or do something about it. So I took control with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. It works safely and naturally to help maintain healthy blood pressure with a custom blend of garlic, vitamins, and minerals. And it's odor-free. I'm taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. One day I was riding along, riding my own mule Minding my own business, wasn't bothering a soul Got a couple of minutes left here as we close things out on this Thursday and taking a look at some of the headlines across Dixie. Man, this is a tough one to pass along, y'all. Coming out of Smithville, North Carolina, Holt Lake Barbecue and Seafood is going to permanently close this weekend. Owners announcing this closure on social media. They've been in business over 42 years right there on U.S. Highway 301 South in Smithville, North Carolina. They'll have their final dine-in service Saturday. The owner of Holt Lake Barbecue, his name is Terry Barefoot, said that all catering booked through the end of the year will be honored. This has been a family-owned restaurant that opened back in 1979, but a fire burned it to the ground in 1981. It was rebuilt only to be devastated by another fire back in 2010 and according to the owner again Terry Barefoot it was time to retire the building is under contract to be sold not sure if the owners are going to maybe keep a restaurant going there or not but after more than 40 years it is bittersweet to see one of our great southern eateries going out of business and that's what's happening there at Holt Lake Seafood and Barbecue in North Carolina. We wish them well. 
maybe he'll get out of the business for a little while and realize, you know what, I like being a barbecue owner. It was it was a good thing, and let's find a way. No, I'm sure he knows exactly what he's doing. It's tough work to be any kind of business owner, especially a restaurant owner, especially a barbecue joint. Mm. The hours, the smoke, mm. we wish them well. Speaking of food, we're about to have the Texas Fair. The State Fair of Texas, I believe is what it's officially called. That happens right there just to the southeast of downtown Dallas each year. And we've got a preview of some of the food that you'll be having when you go see Big Tex in Dallas and maybe go see that great Red River Red River rivalry battle on the gridiron there at Cotton Bowl Stadium between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns in just a few weeks. How about some of the food to try out here at the State Fair of Texas, which opens Friday, September 24th, and it runs for nearly a month. It closes on Sunday, October 17th. How about these items? The twice-fried albadigas, that's Mexican meatballs. That's one of the dishes you can have at the fair there in Dallas. Texas fried surf and turf. Tender filet mignon, medallions, hand-cut, and filled with chunks of lobster. Hmm, rather tasty. Texas Easter eggs. What in the world is that? Texas Easter eggs are spicy, creamy cheddar cheese, deep fried eggs. Deep fried eggs. They've got peppers. They're shaped like an egg. Hmm. I don't know about that one. How about the Texas barbecue brisket banh mai? Served on a toasted Vietnamese baguette that's topped with chopped smoked brisket lightly coated in a barbecue sauce. It's got cilantro, cucumber, and homemade pickled radish and carrots on there. Got kind of a Texas meats, Vietnam taste to it. It's what it looks like. How about the at the State Fair of Texas, you can find the Texas fried Fritos pie with Texas chili, sharp cheddar, wrapped in Fritos corn chips. Now that looks really good. How about the Southern Fried Lemon Icebox Pie Balls. A pie ball is a hand-wrapped pâté sucre dough that's infused with graham crackers, lemon zest, and brown sugar. Looks good. Looks like the perfect thing you'd want to be walking around with there in Dallas. How about the Lobster Corn Dog? According to this article at NBCDFW.com, Everybody comes to the State Fair of Texas for a corn dog, right? But have you ever had a lobster corn dog? That makes a lot of sense. I bet you it's really good. How about the Helmut's Strudel, the perfect blend of savory and sweet? Helmut's Strudel includes a pastry wrapped around a delicious apple, cherry, and cheese filling. You also will find there a pretty good drink at the State Fair of Texas, the Frozen Ranch Water. It is a popular cocktail in Texas, ranch water. It's a simple cocktail consisting of silver tequila, topo chico, and fresh lime. And you can walk around <laughs> the fair there and, and sip to your heart's desire. they got lots of these things. You can see the pictures. You can read more about them if you go to NBCDFW.com. The article posted, Feast Your Eyes on More Foods Offered at the 2021 State Fair of Texas. Man, Send me to Dallas. I want to cover this thing 
when it opens next Friday. And there's a lot of other fairs right now being opened up across the South as we're getting close to fall's true arrival. And I know there's people going to Duncan booths, people going to ride these crazy rides. Remember, most of these fairs across the Southland didn't even happen in 2020 because of COVID-19. So if you have a chance, go check out your local fair. And boy, if you've got an empty stomach, you better go check out the State Fair of Texas opening next Friday. Not this Friday. Don't go to Dallas right now. Just give it a few more days. We're going to wrap up this y'all show. We are going to tell you where you should go this weekend. We've got a quick report on some great festivals happening across Dixie this weekend. It's our Southern Travel Report, and it's going to wrap up this Thursday y'all show. We'll be right back with the show that's all about the South. If you're worried about your borderline blood pressure, hear how others are taking charge with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. Garlic works safely and naturally to support my blood pressure. Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula has a custom blend of garlic vitamins and minerals, so you know it works. No garlic taste, no garlic breath. Take charge of your blood pressure with Garlic Healthy Blood Pressure Formula. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The term natural reference is only the garlic in the product. Use as directed. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive, bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? No matter your learning style or experience level, Babbel has lessons designed for you that will get you speaking quickly and confidently. I tried learning Spanish before, but I couldn't stick with it until I found Babbel. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. I can't wait to use our new language skills on our upcoming adventures. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. One stop true love. Don't knock the stars above. You can't blame the moon for a broken heart. Sweet talk drive through. There's nothing left to But tear those old love letters apart Fat chance romance He pulls you close to dance You never met a man who can hold you down He's caught your smile You love and drove him wild Your head on his shoulder But you're looking around We were just telling you in the previous segment about fairs opening up. Hey, I got to tell you about two fairs that are going on right now in the volunteer state. One fair I have been to in years past, and it's a really great thing. The Lincoln County Fair in Fayetteville, Tennessee. 
and they got the little buggy rides as part of that, like a horse pulls a buggy and have little buggy races, I guess is what it's called. And that's going on right now, this weekend, at the fairgrounds and not Fayetteville, it's Fettville in southern Middle Tennessee, the Lincoln County Fair. Also in West Tennessee this weekend, they got the fair in Jackson, the West Tennessee Fair going on right there south of downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Check that out as it's fair time in some portions of the south. And right now, at least in the volunteer state, I know of a couple of good ones going on here this weekend. If you don't have your travel plans, make your way to Fettville or good old Jackson. Atlanta Fest is going on in Sugar Hill, Georgia at the Bowl of Sugar Hill. And that is taking place this weekend in the state of Georgia. Also in the Atlanta area, it's the Buckhead Fine Arts Festival in the Buckhead Village District. That's taking place most of Saturday afternoon if you want to get down and check out the fun there. In the Bluegrass of Kentucky this weekend, it's the 2021 Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And that is going on right now until Sunday in Bardstown. Should be a great, great event if you can make it to bourbon country in the state of Kentucky this weekend. Moving over to the state of North Carolina this weekend, a couple of fun things going on there, including in Charlotte, the Outlaw Music Festival in Monroe, not all that far from Charlotte, just down the road. It's the Carolina Corn Fest at All Shucks Farm, and that's going on there this weekend. Elsewhere in the state of North Carolina, you have in Hayesville the Cherokee Heritage Festival going on Saturday at the Cherokee Homestead Exhibit there in the western end of the state. That sounds delicious and fun and and also full of great history. And lastly, let's take you to the Lone Star State this weekend in Springtown, Texas. It's the Wild West Festival that's going on in that town, as well as in Pearland, Texas this weekend. It's the Latin Festival, and that's at the Pearland Town Center on Saturday afternoon. Those are some of the many, many fun, exciting travel things you might want to consider making your last-minute reservation and going off to see some of the either fairs or music events. And we'll have more of these festivals going on across the South when we get back together on our Friday Y'all Show. And a reminder, in addition to telling you about more events and festivals on Friday, we're going to tell you all about college football as it's our Y'all Kickoff Show, our number one general gridiron, Phil Marshall of Football Foretelling. He's going to be making his report in that Y'all Kickoff Show come Friday. We'll also have Craig Faulkner and an encore of a fishing forecast from Craig. He's been a little under the weather, so we're going to go back in the archives and pull up another great fishing forecast from Craig, and we'll have that mixed into the fun, and we'll show you and tell you what the great movies hitting theaters are going to be here in our Y'all Friday edition. Until that time, have a great, great rest of your day. And thank you for listening to the show that's powered by y'all.com, the South homepage. We'll see you back here on Friday.
asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires. Which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.